0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Ron McBerto i your host, thank you so again for being part of the show, we are going to have a great show for you today. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant is in the house, says, hey y'all, every day, hey y'all, Eric Hayes is in the house, welcome Eric Hayes, Bridge MCP says, no tractor work today because I can't move, what does that mean, Bridge MCP, does that mean you worked so hard yesterday that you're all stiff, we're going to get that youth back into you, my dear folks, E2247 is in the house, he says, Hello, relatives. Today's visit is going to be the greatest ever.
1: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
0: And I love the way you started off, my brother. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. E, Who else is in the house? We also have May Wood. May Wood says, good afternoon, everyone. And Bridge MCP says, hey, peeps. Hey, y'all. Yvette Avery Herod, our hero, is in the house. Remember, they fought. They prepared. They researched. They did what was necessary to bring UPS not to its knees, but to bring UPS into a degree of fairness to ensure that not only the shareholders and the executives would make all that money, but that they were going to share into in the spoils. Now look, later on we have to make it even better. More of the spoils need to go to the workers, not the executives, not the shareholders, not the passive people that don't do quite a bit. So folks, let's give the big kudos to Sister Yvette. Avery Herod Melanie Keelan is in the house from Barcelona Spain welcome Melanie Keelan great to see you here my beautiful lady I think I saw you this morning on kpft. I believe actually that's better hours for you out there in Barcelona Spain given that I think you're about seven hours ahead of us and of course Michael Rodnan, the one and only AVQs in the house He says kittens are being extremely affectionate today Back shortly gonna play with them a little oh yes there's nothing like a little bit of affectionate time with your cats okay let's see what else we got here to sound sounds like Barney Ruble Barney Ruble why would I sound like Barney Ruble my friend I don't know am I borney Ruble oh my god I'm Barney Ruble all right let's see what else we got here uh, bio. <laughs> you know you know, Eric was going to come with something. He says, "Bidenomics." credit card debt hits record $1 trillion as Americans face increasing cost and financial insecurity. That's a very, very true statement. Now, Eric, let's get into some critical thinking. Eric, and by the way, folks, I am, I am going after Eric's post today because I want to make an important point. And I hope my conservative brethren will listen appropriately. The statement is right. Biodynamics, credit card debt hits a record $1 trillion as Americans face increasing costs and financial insecurity. That's not biodynamics. Biodynamics actually allowed these people to transfer more of their money to these wealthy corporations because Otherwise, they would just not be able to spend the money that they needed to spend for their groceries. A lot of people are putting groceries on their credit cards right now. They're paying extra bills that they've had to pay on their credit cards. Hell, I had to supplement what I didn't raise for my trip to Chicago for doing my work. Work that had to be done was done on a high-priced credit card because all credit card interest rates went through the roof as the Federal Reserve started to increase interest rates. Okay, let's talk a little about that. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is inflation? Is it Biden that caused inflation? Let's let's explore that. Critical thinking, remember that? Critical thinking is what's important here. If you want to have solutions to problems, if you want to learn the truth, critically think. All right. Inflation is the increase in prices that the consumer or whoever is at, at whatever stage Pays for the product so eggs went up in price gasoline went up in price paper went up in price flour went up in price and supposedly the reason all these prices went up was because of a pandemic that created a supply chain problem a supply chain problem not created by the average American citizen but a supply chain problem Created by the fat cats and corporations who wanted to maximize their profits by firing American workers and employing foreign workers who would work for slave wages and given some of the price uh, advantages on the products to the American people, but taking most of the profits and increase uh, executive pay and increase profits for the shareholders. Okay, so... The supply chain problem that was partially responsible for the increase in, 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 in inflation was a direct result of what these geniuses or corporations did. So they caused it. We paid the price in inflation. But let's go a little bit further. Was inflation really ever had to be at 9%? Absolutely not. Why was inflation at 9%? Let's Let's get this right. Why was inflation at nine percent? Inflation was at nine percent. Half of that nine percent inflation was simply corporate greed. Can we quantify that? Can we find a way to figure out if what that statement that I just made is true? That half of the inflation rate was simply corporations saying we can take more money from you, we will, and we'll pass it on to the shareholders and executive bonuses. The answer to that. Is yes and how do we know because of, if you calculate the amount of money in excess profits each corporations made after prices were had risen you see that most of that price in the products that you bought went directly into the hands of corporations and therefore shareholders and therefore executives so therefore That price increase was a direct transfer of your money to the corporate state, to the corporate, uh, to the executives, and to the shareholders. That is quantifiable. That is qualifiable. Critical thinking, critical thinking, critical thinking. Now, the question is, when it comes to government, we The middle class, the average middle class citizen sit back and many times want to blame the opposing governmental force without taking into consideration that they are paid for and owned by the corporatocracy. Oh, however, if we voted appropriately, if we voted for progressives into office, they would then be able to say corporations, no, 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 no. Inflation rate will not be going up because we will we will make you pay your excess profits right back to the people you stole it from you see a petty thief takes your wallet and he takes a few dollars and if he's caught he goes to jail and many times you recover what was stolen a petty thieving corporation is doing it legally they are picking your pockets legally, and we allow it because we have our good brothers like Eric Hayes, who comes out and he said, look at what happens with credit cards, look at what happens with inflation, bad inflation, as opposed to then saying, no, let's give the people the power to control their destiny by electing the right people that will prevent the corporations from ripping you off, from picking your pocket. Come on, folks. We have to be clear thinking. We have to be critical thinkers. We have to understand who is screwing us. Thank you, Eric, for bringing that statement about the American people having to use more credit, the American people having to pay higher interest. There is no reason for interest rates to have gone up. Zero instead of us paying the price to ask the court they are saying let's raise let's collect more money from the American people so that they don't give it to the corporations so that the corporations would then say let's reduce our cost of the products because we want the people to start back buying and then the interest rates can go down and we get a, a more look it's it's a it's a racket they make they make more money as we pay more in interest rates, and they make more money as we have to pay higher prices. Folks, we have to grow up. Folks, we have to be critical thinkers. Folks, we cannot believe the news media that's not telling us the story as it should be told. That's it. Thank you so kindly, Eric, for giving me the opportunity to tell folks the truth. All right, Bridge mpp says, "Coolly, how much?" And can it mow? Oh, he wants a, a big time more. All right. Er, uh, Rudnick says, Eric Hayes worried about debt again. You can blame this on Bush, not Biden. Debt. When the Bankruptcy Protection Act of 2005 was passed, making it more difficult for people to file for bankruptcy, there was a turn toward credit cards in a desperate attempt to pay bills. So credit card debt soared, reaching an all-time low of $1.028 trillion in July 2008, an average of $8,640 per household event uh, Avery-Herrod says, the UPS uh, fight continues. Voting by the members is underway. We will know on the results on the 22nd. Thank you, and I know you'll be informing us. Eric K says, critical thinking, don't live on debt. Again, uh, again Eric all I'm going to tell you, remember the first two words, critical thinking. And when you do critical thinking, you don't disassociate the appropriate things with the correct things. So please consider again, please consider again making sure that you think, critically, because right now you're not. Uh, let's see what else we got. Bridge MCP says they're expensive. One acre. Whoa. Oh, okay. That's, a, I, that's an internal conversation. Eric, uh, let's see. Uh, Melanie Keelan says tomorrow I will have to use my credit card for the first time to buy groceries. You know what, my dear, beautiful Melanie Keelan? It is something that's happening over and over again for many people. Larry Cox says capitalism. I think you mean capitalism. But, yeah, I read you. Uh, let's see what else we got here Melanie Keelan says guess I should be more financially literate no no your problem isn't financial literacy your problem is a corporatocracy that is ripping us dry that's what it is uh, let's see Lee Grant says I don't come here to learn the truth I come here to find out what progressives think is the truth Nope, brother progressives speak the truth that's it Lee Grant progressives speak, speak the truth you tell me anything that I've just said That was incorrect, and I'll let you slide with that statement. Otherwise, sir, progressive, speak the truth because our numbers are based on math. Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard, my brother, says, any other options? So I don't know what we're meaning by other options, but anyway. Uh, Melanie Keelan says, I hate emojis. I hear you, girl. I hear you, girl. Uh, Michael Ronan says, Eric hey, spend, spend, spend is what Republicans do when they have power. Despite their impossible rhetoric of balanced budget, they don't know how to do it, uh, Rudnin. Federal budget deficits on Republican presidents collectively are 54% higher than under Democratic presidents. As a percentage of GDP, Republican presidents have been 65% higher than Democratic presidents. It's a known fact. How about printing too much money? Uh, Here's the deal. You can never print too much money if you have enough products and services for which that money buys Uh, and you know and that's the fallacy we have what's known as a sovereign currency when you have a sovereign
1: with kizik hands free shoes motion sounds something like this kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt for a limited time. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash
2: socks.
0: print currency. You determine what its value is, but here's better than that. If you have, if you have productivity, that is huge, which right now, that's what we have. We have very high productivity. Uh, You can have a false scarcity. Example, OPEC right now has decided to take, and I'm glad for it, by the way, but I mean, at the same time, it's the reason why prices are artificially high, right? OPEC has been taking oil off the market progressively. They took a million barrels of oil off sometime last year, another two million barrels of oil off the market. We don't have a shortage of oil we have a cartel that decides how much they want oil to sell for and as such they adjust the supply. So if they decided to put, uh, we could print a lot of money and they would still, uh, and, and, and we'll still have enough to cover oil because there is no real shortage. Let's look at bananas. Let's look at all these products that we can grow very fast that we can do a lot. Let's look at bread. All these things can be made in what can be considered faster than we could eat it. We can make products faster than we can actually consume it. And so as long as that is the case, it doesn't matter how much money you print because you won't have a problem with demand. Now, if you reach to a point where Uh, we there's a particular Nike shoes that somebody wants to buy Uh, that particular Nike shoe if made in short supplies will garner whatever uh, people are willing to spend on it and if you have a lot of money circulating that can garner a high price but if there's a small amount of money it'll control the price on that specific product but if in the aggregate if you look at all the things available to buy and all the things that people want to buy, you can keep printing money as long as there are things for people to buy and people want. Uh, Kelton, uh Stephanie Kelton, uh the money, the 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 uh, money market theory. I mean uh what is it called? Uh, money theory, the uh, what's MMT, whatever it stands for. Uh, uh, MMT, market memory theory, or something like that. I remember the exact phrase. She proved a few years ago that we had something like a $800 billion slack in our economy. What that says is we could just throw $800 billion into the economy, and there would be no inflation, right? And if you want to know if what Stephanie said was true, just look at how we threw over three trillion dollars into this economy and for the first part inflation was nonexistent and for the second part inflation was nine percent not because of a supply or a problem with uh, with the amount of product we could make but simply because the corporate structure decided that they wanted to increase prices not for shortages but just to make more profits for themselves so uh, uh, the pandemic proved Stephanie Kelton right that we had so much excess capacity in printing more money and not having the issue of inflation getting out of control because of the money, the amount of money we put into the economy. This requires critical thinking and not allowing the people on Wall Street to lie to you. That's what it requires. And And when we start doing that, things would be fine. Okay. Going back, Breach says uh, that a conversation between Lee Grant and Bridge. I hear you, Melanie Keeling. Corporations have the power to raise prices without losing customers because they face so little competition. Since 1980s, two-thirds of all Americans' industries have become more concentrated. That's true, Larry Cox. Also, why are grocery prices through the roof? Because just four companies control 85% of meat and poultry processing. Just one corporation sets the prices for most of the nation's need uh, seed corn. And two giant firms dominate consumer seed. That is very true. And that is what needs regulation. We need things regulations for things like you cannot put you cannot stop seeds from growing. You know, I wrote about this in my first book called As I See It Class Warfare, the only resort to right wing doom. A lot of farmers used to get sued because they would grow their corn and every year keep some seeds to replant that corn later on. But then the the, the farmer would be the neighboring farmer would be convinced by the plutocracy to buy this special kind of seed that can work with Roundup or can work with something else. But this particular seed, you had to buy from them every year. You could not go ahead and replant your own seeds. You had to buy the seeds from them every year because they own the copyright to the seed. And what would happen is the pollen from farm number one would blow on to natural farm number two. And when that pollen grew, of course, that would be now a genetically modified cornfield and the, 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 the chemical company would go and test corn throughout the, the, the farms and if they find their genetically modified field in a in a farm that didn't buy the seeds, they would then sue that farmer, and that farmer would have to pay for that uh for those seeds. I mean it's it is the biggest racket there is in how the food supply, as brother Larry Cox says there, they want to control it. From A few, we have to understand these concepts. We need to learn these concepts. Daniel Ledo says, LOL critical thinking to Egberto is simply agreeing with his Marxist propaganda. I don't think you prove anything wrong that I've said yet. You've tried, you've tried, you've tried, but you've been completely unable to say anything that I've said wrong. Larry Cox says, The oil and gas industry is making huge profits, the pharmaceutical industry is making huge profits, the food industry is making huge profits. Outrageous levels of corporate greed are fueling the inflation, hurting so many people. Yes, yes. Yes, it's not it's not dynamics that causing inflation. We know what is causing inflation corporate greed. Absolutely so. Lee Grant says, We, of course, have an insatiable appetite for gas, drugs, and food. We are complicit. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is we should be able to have controls. AC Rodriguez says, um, uh, Ledo, Marxist propaganda. Where? If you think Egberto is a Marxist, wait till you see what happens in Europe. It's amazing, isn't it, Senor uh, AC Rodriguez? Uh, Paul Fleming says, they never punish corporations, only the American people. Very true. Uh, Let's see, Eric Hayes says, everyone should be financially literate or we will be financially liable and robbed. Yeah, we should be financially literate starting from you, Eric. The mere fact that you don't understand the difference between Bidenomics and uh, what's occurring right now tells me that you need a course yourself, my brother. You do need a course. Maybe you need to listen to me a little bit deeper when we talk these issues on politics than right. Uh, Michael Rodney says, oh, let me help you out, figure out uh, what progressives think. For progressives, if a policy will help the people and our environment, we'll support it. Oh, you got it right. You got it right. Bridge MCP says Michael Rodden, Oh, I, I read that one already. E2247, SEIU, local 721, from harbor to the valley, more than 11,000 city of Los Angeles workers, UPS fighters who continue striving, voting, union strong. Yes, we are. Paul Fleming says, this country... We'll never have a money printing problem when we bail out banks and the airline industry every five to ten years. Wake up, please. It's amazing that people cannot see it. But I'm glad that you saw that, Brother Paul Fleming. Brother Eric Hayes says, Egberto Biden sold off reserves for political reasons and now won't replace it. Why will we replace oil reserve at the price that oil is right now? Wait till the price of oil dip and then you put it into the reserve. But we don't even need the, the oil in the reserves right now. There's Venezuela that we can tap at any time there's canada that we can tap at any time there there is west texas we can tap at any time there is so much oil it's ridiculous we should not burn this oil but there ain't no shortage of oil at this point in time you've been fooled as usual all right let's see what else we got here daniel says biden uses critical thinking skills when making that decision actually was the right thing mmt modern monetary theory. i don't know why i couldn't figure out modern i couldn't remember modern modern monetary theory All right, Paul Fleming says, we made a profit and it didn't cause the oil shortage. Please read to get the whole truth. Again, that is what's interesting. MMT, voodoo, nope, nope, nope. Supply side is proven to be voodoo economics. MMT was proven successful during, because MMT is a, uh, biodynamics is a subset of MMT, okay? Let me repeat. Biodynamics is a subset, not the full word, not the full thing, but biodynamics is a subset of MMT, and it has worked perfectly. Unlike 2008, when Obama's hands were tied, and we had a, a recovery, a, a, a stimulus that was not near enough, and it took us over 10 years to get out of that depression, we, we, got, out of the, we got out of the Trump pandemic depression in under a year bruce pollard said because there was more money exactly let's see what else we got here jack smith asks for a trial date of january 2nd he is ready yes he is yes he is yes he is let's see what else we got here guys you guys have me reading before i get to my videos uh let's see michael Rubin says the thing about mmt is it would work if we put the XX slack into the infrastructure investment and or such welfare high velocity where the money would be repeatedly shuffled to the economy if we waste it on pretty much anything else, we'd suffer the problems. But that's not the idea. The idea is to put it into infrastructure. The idea is to put it into education. The idea is to use it as a catalyst, right? As a self-fulfilling catalyst. AC e. Rodriguez says, right-wing capitalist cheerleaders should be very familiar with this. Whatever the market will bear, it is written in a capitalist Bible and it's the only doctrine they follow. And whatever the market will bear means, if you have something that you want, you will spend whatever it takes to do it, which means they can charge you whatever they want for it. Henceforth, why unregulated capitalism is unsustainable? In effect, that means capitalism is unsustainable uh, unsustainable because regulated capitalism isn't capitalism. Just just let you know. Uh, Lee Grant says France is on the verge of a civil war. Highly dissimilar cultures generally don't mix well. I beg to differ very much so because, uh, truly, believe it or not, before the, before the intransigence from Trump and other leaders within the American society, America has proven how well cultures can live together. I tell you something, people who complain about racism, which all of us about racism, all these other isms, with all these other isms, we coexist very well in the United States, the most cosmopolitan, the most uh, country in the world. But when we get the when we get the evils of Donald Trump and the evils of those who try to create dissension among people, that is when we have problems. Look at look at politics done right. Look at our look at our chat. We don't hate each other in this room, and I have the perfect balance of left right, the perfect balance of races, the perfect balance of ethnicities, the perfect balance of gender affirming Everything you can think of is right here. And and I don't think anybody hates anybody in here. That is America. This is America. So no, my friend, uh, my dear brother Lee Grant, I know you've been reading some stuff that gave you that false belief. But again, the fact of the matter is you're here with us, Lee Grant, because you're loved. And not only that, damn it, you love us too. That's why you're here. Anyhow, continuing. Uh, Michael says, I remember how effed up it was. From a decade ago, The Guardian 2013 Monsanto sued small farmers to protect seed patents. Uh, Reuters from 2013 Monsanto Company on Monday won another round in legal battle with U.S. organic growers as an appeals court threw out the growers' effort to stop the company from suing farmers if traces of its patented uh, biotech genes are found in crops. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit affirmed a, a previous ruling that found organic growers have no reason to try to block monsanto from suing them as the company had pledged it would not take them to court if biotech crops accidentally mix in with organics organic farmers on others have worried about for years they will be sued by monsanto for patent infringement if their crops get contaminated with monsanto what i think they should have started doing is suing monsanto for causing their crops to be contaminated. I, I think that is, you have to face the, these big companies appropriately. David Page, welcome to Politics and Rights, says the farmer being sued had a non GMO farm. It was polluted by seeds which the GMO crops aren't supposed to produce. He should have sued the GMO invaders. I agree, David Page, you hit the nail on the head. E2247 says, Lee Grant, active measures work continues. I see sandwiches of disinformation flanked by bites of truth. There you go, my brother. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Daniel Adosev, if it walks like a Marxist, talks like a Marxist, and lies like a Marxist, it's a Marxist. And by the way, Marxists don't lie. They just have a different ideology. Call it a progressive if you like. He'll call Egberto a duck. But he is a Marxist. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, take, I'll cop to whatever you want to call me, like I told you on the last time we met over on Zoom. You can call me whatever the hell you want to call me. I am so, so clean in my skin that I don't have a problem with whatever you want to call me, sir. So call me whatever you want. All right. Rodin said, Egberto, we're talking over each other. Left brings facts from a reputable source. Right ignores the fact and brings regurgitated BS. Yeah, for the most part, that's true. I do have friends on the right that they try to do the right thing. Uh, British, these sites' chats are scrolling so fast, I can't keep up. How are you reading all this, Egberto? LOL, because you guys... That's why you guys support Politics Done Right, for me to stay engaged. Egberto is a, square amalgama- a, que- Egberto is a queer amalgamation of radical, Marxist, racist, liberal, heretic, and, and, and victim. The mental, compartment realis- re- re- the mental compartmentalization needed to maintain that is both impressive and sad. Ah, I just got a compliment from Mr. Mr. Ledo. Love you, Ledo. You just told me that I'm impressive. Thank you, sir. All right, let me tell you something, okay? And this one is something that should give all you guys on the right who like to claim Jesus Christ, this should give you something to think about. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. We've been pointing out for some time now the complicity of the evangelical church in destroying this country via a charlatan like Trump. And this piece, I I think, nails it. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side.
3: A former top official for the Southern Baptist Convention is sounding the alarm on the state of evangelical Christianity in America. In an interview with NPR, the editor-in-chief of Christianity Today, Russell Moore, declared Christianity in the U.S. to be in, quote, crisis, and warned that conservative Christians are now rejecting the teachings of Jesus as, quote, liberal talking points. Take a listen.
4: Well, it was the result
5: of having uh, multiple pastors tell me essentially the same story about quoting the Sermon on the Mount parenthetically uh, in their preaching, turn the other cheek, uh, to have someone come up after and say, where did you get those liberal talking points? And what was alarming to me is that in in most of these scenarios, when the pastor would say, I'm literally quoting Jesus Christ, uh, the response would not be, I apologize, the response would be, yes, but that doesn't work anymore, that's weak. And it, it, when, when we get to the point where the, the teachings of Jesus himself are seen as subversive to us, then we're in a crisis. Well, and, and we are in a crisis, uh, those of us that grew up in the evangelical church, because the radicalism of Jesus was, and, and what the Romans didn't understand about Jesus, and what the world didn't understand about Jesus, Gene Robinson was yeah. that what he saw it was the antithesis of yeah. power. Exactly. When asked about the government and taxes, he's like render under Caesar that which is of Caesar and the God that which is God. He had mm-hmm. nothing to do mm-hmm. with the government. Yeah. And and. and uh, David French has talked about this. You you look at Easter. Easter is a perfect example of that, uh, and and the teachings of the church have been twisted beyond recognition with with church members and some pastors uh, pushing one lie after another lie after another lie about Jesus and twisting and contorting yeah. his words, his gospel. Even the Sermon on the
6: Mount yes, this is uh, I think the technical term for this is blasphemy. <laughs> this is blasphemous this is this is simply wrong. Jesus was a a mortal was seen as a mortal threat to that sort of authoritarian power um, and and the idea that people can call themselves evangelical Christians and yet not just um fail to live uh according to the words of Jesus but but outright reject the words of of Jesus out, reject what Jesus said in the in the Sermon on the Mount in, in, in his in his other teachings is just astounding to me i don't i don't understand i don't see how that is how that is possible and i I think that is not possible i think they are not evangelical christians um if, if they reject the words of jesus that simply is is that can't be claire
2: yeah i we talk about a weird moment i'll tell you when it crystallized for me there has been no one who has been more representative of the evangelical movement in politics than mike pence Now, think about this scenario. He is in front of an evangelical crowd in Iowa. I mean, these are very, these are the people that live their life through the church, the evangelical church. He comes out and is booed, consistently and constantly booed. And this man has done nothing but. Just cleave to the evangelical church throughout his career in the way he has voted, in the way he has held office. And they booed him. They didn't boo him because he doesn't believe in Jesus. They didn't boo him because he doesn't understand the Beatitudes. They booed him because he had the nerve to follow the Constitution. And that just shows you how far down the rabbit hole the evangelical movement has gone.
0: Imagine this. A preacher preaching the words of Jesus Christ and folks in the pew comes to the preacher and says, wait a minute, why are you using liberal talking points? Why are you using progressive talking points? And then the pastor tells the guy, oh no, that is straight out of the Bible. And instead of the guy apologizing, and saying, "Oh my God, I'm sorry," where have we erred? We need to redeem ourselves. It's like, well, that don't work anymore. In other words, we're not really Christians. Christianity don't work anymore. We believe in the evil. We believe in the. Uh, we we believe in cutting somebody's throat, like the saint said. We believe in putting. Barriers up at the border to slice people as they try to come over to our country. We believe in making sure they, they dry out and die in the desert. We believe in throwing them to the wolves. That's what we believe because that guy Jesus, that guy Jesus, uh, the father of Christianity, nah, that's too easy now. So we are evangelical Christians. We are not Jesus Christians. Huh? Oh my God. But you know what? That is what they've become. That is exactly what they've become. Uh, Yes, Bree says taxed the churches. All of them. I agree. Uh, Michael Rudden writes, uh, let's see. From the Tribune, what does the Bible say about taxes? So Jesus says to them, well then, pay your taxes. Uh, Jesus says, well, pay the emperor what belongs to the emperor and pay to God what belongs to God. So Jesus did not oppose the payment of taxes. In fact, Jesus paid taxes. We turn to Matthew, whom, who, by the way, was a tax collector before being called to Jesus. Hey, Lee Grant, my brother, conservative Lee Grant, says, keep free speech alive. Keep your minds open by listening to many voices. Brother Grant, that is why we continuously support you and, and, and where you're coming from, because you, you, you exactly do what you say. Keep free speech alive, keep your minds open, and the fact that you're here, listening to what I have to say, which many times are diametrically opposed to a lot of the folks you listen to, speaks well about you, brother. Anyway, uh, thank you so kindly for that super chat, Lee Grant. Anybody else want to follow Lee Grant? Be my guest and provide us with that great super chat. Anyway, AC Rodriguez says, I am not religious at all. I think most are hypocrites, but some of the religious teachings have a good message about loving your neighbor and turning the other cheek. Most Christians here in the U.S. focus on the fire and damnation that the helping expects. So let me tell you something: I grew up a Christian. I grew up first a Catholic, then a Baptist. When I went to the University of Texas, I was a Maranatha. That turned me into a humanist when I started uh, marching on campus to to uh, force the University of Texas to to divest from. Uh, South Africa, when they said, well, do you know Jesus never spoke out against slavery? I said, well, I could be in no religion that didn't actively speak out against something that was as horrid har- har- as that. Anyhow, um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see, let's see. Anyway, I tell you what, I got another video that I, that I must show. But it seems like we got a call that I must take first before I go to that other video. So let's go ahead and take that call. Come on in. Who do I have the honor of speaking with this afternoon?
7: This is none other than Ray.
0: None other boy. than Ray, my brother Ray. Talk to me, Ray. How's it going today?
7: Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to continue on my uh, conversation. I know we had a hard stop on the morning, but I definitely wanted to still get into this red baiting because, you know, I, again, I, I say it this morning, and for anybody that didn't hear me, you know, it, it, it's getting really disgusting to the point where it's like a person who... You know, identifies on the left. So, you know, when I got into my activism, uh, probably in 2017, you know, I realized that there are a lot of people who subscribe to Marxist ideology on the left. And, you know, I've been, you know, constantly getting triggered by the fact that, you know, I know you, you've said it yourself, you're not a communist. But no, no. I feel that even if you were. Even if you were, that shouldn't discredit your stance as a full-blooded American who believes in what this country is telling us it should offer. And a lot of people that I know that study and follow Marxism only want what America promised in the first place. We the people, when they talk about the, the dictatorship of the proletariat, if you break down those words, dictatorship of the proletariat who is the proletariat the working class who is the working class
0: the people right right basically right right i i got mixed up in terms but let let me let me tell you what's interesting right is that i claim i whenever folks call me a marxist communist socialist whatever they call me i tell them i am not going to allow them to label me because what i'm telling them is i want what most americans would love to have Right, most Americans would like to have health care that won't bankrupt them. Most Americans mm-hmm. would like to have social services where that where where the state, because of the work they provide to the state, to us as a country, that they can live a, an equitable equitable life, an egalitarian life in this country. That's what everybody wants. The problem is that the wealthy, the corporatocracy, the the the, the they are the ones who convince Americans that somehow aspiring for these things are impossible, aspiring for these we cannot afford it if you listen to some of the folks in our chat you'd hear them say things like where is the money going to come from and my answer to them is the money has got to be there in other words, we don't give full health care because who's going to pay for it well, if, you, if your country can't give full health care there's something wrong there go ahead Ray
7: yeah, and that's what I'm saying they villainize An ideology that people in this country, I can't speak for what the international policies of the Communist Party are, but I know that the people, the good people that I know that follow communism in this country, all they want for everybody is equitable um, living quality for everybody, no matter your race, your gender. Or anything like that and the thing I hate is that Obama was accused of being a communist and he could be anything but right but the fact is a Democrat who is running for office can get red-baited so easily into going against a stance that otherwise would be very progressive and good for his constituents but because they slap that oh it's a communist idea on it then it automatically makes it anti-american and i'm sick of well, the I, fact I, I, of I tell you, anti-americanism and communism being rolled into the same
0: right. uh, sphere really?
7: and that's not wanna, the same I, I wanna, thing
0: i want to comment on that i think the reason why is instead of leaning into our policies we we talk our, into our policies out of fear you see i am at the point in my life i don't care if you call me a communist I don't care if you call me a, a Marxist. I don't care if you call me a socialist. I don't care what you call me because everything that I want to do is what's going to help Americans. Period. Nothing more. Nothing less. So you can you can waste your time calling me names. It wouldn't matter to me. I'm moving forward in solving the problems. I got two more videos to show, um uh, Ray. You want to give me a closer?
7: Um, uh,
0: that's it, man. This-
7: uh, Trump for jail. That's what I'll say. <laughs>
0: Trump, Trump for jail, brother. You got that right. Anyway, we'll talk and uh, keep calling, keep listening, keep sharing. Let people know that we exist. All right.
7: All right, brother. Take care. Thank you.
0: You have a great one, my brother. All right. This next video, I think you guys are gonna like. Imagine if Newsmax has to give a disclaimer. Newsmax had to give a disclaimer. Are you serious? Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. While many of us are out there pointing out the errors, the things that Donald Trump has done illegally, the things that he's done to damage the country, the things that he's done to create dissension in the country, we have several channels, specifically Newsmax and uh, Fox News and others, that are, continue to give him a hearing. And in giving him that hearing, they're giving him the ability to not only pollute the base of jurors that are in listening to Fox News or Newsmax or AON, uh, but getting the offbeat stories that come from those interviews to uh, make a dent into what people truly uh, believe as opposed to what is true. Well, uh, Joe Scarborough did a great piece this, af- this, this morning where he went ahead and laid out how, in effect, this part, Newsmax in this particular instance allowed Donald Trump to spew all the crap and lies that they wanted. And as soon as the interview was over, came a disclaimer. Uh, we, we know that the election was actually legal and the, and the election was true. In other words, they allow a liar to come on their network, lie to their audience, and only some of their audience are likely to see them at the end say, oh, by the way, Donald Trump is lying. Uh, he really lost the election. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side.
3: Trump essentially admitted that he interfered in Georgia's 2020 presidential election, discussing his now infamous phone call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger.
4: I believe I won that election by many, many votes, many, many hundreds of thousands of votes. That's what I think. And I expressed that on the phone call and I said, I don't know what the number was like 11,000 or something. I said, what I need is 11,000 votes. I won this thing by hundreds of thousands of votes. That's my opinion. And it's a strong opinion. And I think it's borne out by the facts and we'll see that.
5: Yeah, and I think I won the Masters in 1987. I'm going to go take the trophy from the person who they awarded it to. I think I have more number one hits and gold records than the Beatles, Rolling Stones, and C.W. Call combined. Uh, And I think, come on, he thinks Gene. He thinks he won by hundreds. They had to do a disclaimer. He knows he didn't win by hundreds of thousands of votes. And afterwards, Newsmax actually did a disclaimer saying that they knew that Joe Biden (laughs) legally won the contest. But this idea, this idea among Donald Trump and his Trumpers, that just because he says he believes, as somebody said yesterday, he owns Mm -hmm. all the money in the bank, doesn't mean he can have a conspiracy, like an Ocean's 12 conspiracy, to Mm -hmm. or Ocean's 13, I forget which one it was, to have Brad Pitt go in and break into the safe. And take all the money out of the bank. So, yeah, and here yeah. again, yet another admission. Yeah, I told him I needed 11,000 votes. That perfect phone call. Not sounding so perfect anymore, Gene.
6: That was Ocean's Eleven when they took the bags full of money uh, out of the out of the casino. But in any event, um, and no, you can't uh, just say, uh, you know, I believed uh, that I was a billionaire and go and go rob the bank. You can't just say I believed I had won the state and then. Then not just ask, but but pressure and try to intimidate uh, the Georgia Secretary of State into illegally uh, uh, inventing or changing eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, so you can so you could um, then. Have won the state by one vote. I mean, it was it was perfect for prosecutors who were trying to trying to prove um, uh, what Donald Trump did. It, this is uh, th- this is astounding, and it is it is a riot that newsbacks ran a disclaimer afterwards. Uh, uh, and, uh, obviously, they have a better um, purchase on reality than Donald Trump does, uh, and and also. Frankly, they see what Trump is doing uh, in in continually coming out with this stuff.
3: I think we have that disclaimer here. Take a look at how it plays out.
4: I totally dispute that election. I think it's ridiculous what happened and that they allowed that to happen and that the media doesn't want anybody to talk about it. We just have to make sure they don't cheat on the elections because that's the question I get more. Sir, will they do it again? Will they cheat again? We're not going to let them. I believe I won that election by many, many votes, many, many hundreds of thousands of votes. That's what I think. Just a note, Newsmax
5: has accepted the election results as legal and final. (laughs) Oh, my God. And so... It's so rich. So, uh, it's So rich. So they. So these lies. They just have to pop that in pop because, it in. of course, don't want to get sued. Cost uh, Matt it cost Fox seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars to keep uh, churning up the lies. They're <gasps> they're now liable for maybe up to another billion dollars. Newsmax actually famously uh, had their morning anchor get up out of a chair when Mr. Pillow was spreading his lies and was like smartly. So one of the great, great moves in recent uh, cable news history, got up and just walked off the set, left the chair there. But, you know, they they sit there and they let him spew lies for an entire interview, knowing that they're lies.
3: Knowing that they have to say this disclaimer.
5: And then they have to say this disclaimer because they know
0: that they're letting him lie through the entire interview. So you, you see that it's it's amazing that we can allow our airwaves to be used to ill inform, to lie to Americans. You know, everybody talks about free speech and free speech is good. But is lying speech valid? Free speech is knowingly put in lies out there that can materially endanger a country. Is that really free speech? We better take a good look at that before we just go uh, uh, put our system into a, into a mode it cannot recover from. Well, Peggy Lopez is back in the house. Peggy Lopez was in Alaska. Peggy, you know, I saw a lot of flooding occurring in one of the glaciers that are melting, I think in Juneau, uh, that washed away some fairly expensive large homes uh amazing what global warming is starting to do right uh let's see bridge says if a billionaire asks for money he isn't a billionaire we all knew that uh donald trump was never a billionaire he's just a con man but you know too many people can't see it or too many people well we, we won't go there anyway let's see what i've got here left in time 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 uh the last one is about i think i can get it in right till the end and then we'll finish up right after this video. It looks like I can barely fit in. And there you go. Congressman Jamie Raskin recently did an interview with Chuck Todd on MSNBC, on, MS, on NBC, where he discussed the tribulations of Donald Trump. In other words, that Donald Trump attempted to create and not attempted that he was responsible for the insurrection. And he gives his exam. He, he laid, laid it out perfectly. On Chuck Todd once more. If you remember at the uh, impeachment hearing, he did a great job of doing that. And again, here with uh, Chuck Todd, he does it again. He is not uh, perturbed about the lack of insurrection charge from the uh, special uh, counsel. He wished it was there, but he understands that for expediency's sake, um, just maybe the way that Jack Smith has done it is the preferred way to go. Let's listen to what. Uh, Jamie Raskin had to say, and then we'll take it on the other side.
8: President Trump tried to bully state-level officials to commit a fraud on the public by literally finding votes. We saw him trying to get state legislatures to disavow and overthrow their popular election results and replace them with Trump electors. And as a member of the
1: House's January 6th Select Committee, it was Raskin that presented the committee's recommendation that the Justice Department charged Trump with four counts, obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to make a false statement, and assisting in an insurrection. Well, the special counsel chose not to charge Trump with inciting or assisting in the insurrection or for false statements, but he did charge him with the other recommendations in addition to adding the conspiracy against rights. Jamie Raskin of Maryland, Congressman Raskin, welcome back to Meet the Press. Thanks for having me. Um, Let me first start with a couple of things we heard from Mr. Lauro. You spent 25 years as a constitutional law professor, so I kind of want to get Professor Raskin's take on this. Let me play one quick clip of something he said to me about the Constitution. A technical violation of the Constitution is not a violation of criminal law. That's just plain wrong. Now, he added the word criminal law there, but I, it was my understanding if you violate the Constitution, you have violated the law.
8: Well, first of all, a technical violation of the Constitution is a violation of the Constitution. The Constitution in six different places opposes insurrection and makes that uh, a grievous constitutional offense. Mm -hmm. Um, So our Constitution is designed to stop people from trying to overthrow elections and trying to overthrow the government. But in any event, there's a whole apparatus of criminal law, which is in place to enforce this constitutional principle. That's what Donald Trump is charged with violating. Mm -hmm. He conspired to defraud the American people out of our right to an honest election by substituting the real- legal process Mm -hmm. we have under federal and state law with counterfeit electors. I mean, there are people who are in jail for several years for counterfeiting one vote. If they try to vote illegally Mm -hmm. once, he tried to steal the entire election. And his lawyers up there Mm -hmm. saying, oh, that's just a matter of him expressing his First Amendment rights. That's deranged. That is a deranged argument. He also seemed to hint that everything
1: he did as president can't May not be. It may not be constitutional that he's charged with this. It sounds like the old Nixon defense. You know, I can do it because I was president.
8: Well, first of all, he's charged as part of a conspiracy. Uh, so there were lots of people who were involved in doing it. But in any event, uh, the law that applies to the rest of us also applies to the president of the United States, a principle they understood very well during the impeachment when mm-hmm. they were saying, well, let's not do it during the impeachment because he's already left office. Deal with this as a matter of criminal law. That's what Senator McConnell said. That's what a bunch of the Republicans said. Now it's mm-hmm. like a three card monte. You can't get him for uh, impeachment because he's already left office but you can't get him for criminal law because he once was president I mean America can see what's going on here this is a guy who wants to appoint himself completely immune mm-hmm. from the rule of law that applies to the rest of us
1: um, they chose he chose not to charge insurrection it sounds like Jack Smith wanted to avoid a a, de- a debate over the First Amendment.
8: Well, there's a a criminal statute aiding and abetting Mm -hmm. or giving aid and comfort to insurrectionists, which to the mind of the January 6th committee, Donald Trump definitely did. I mean, he's calling them great patriots. He's saying never forget this day. He continues to laud them to this very day and saying that when he gets back in, he's going to pardon all Mm -hmm. of those people. I mean, they're convicted of assaulting our police officers, and he's talking about pardoning them a lot of them have pled guilty to seditious conspiracy conspiracy to overthrow the government so um yeah but he's being charged with conspiracy to obstruct the federal proceeding the joint session of congress and conspiring to defraud us all out of our voting rights he tried to steal the election away from us
0: jamie raskin nails it i wish every single Democrat could put it out the way Jamie did. Because I tell you, it is essential that we don't drop the ball. It is essential that we don't allow Donald Trump to fill the air with all the reasons why he shouldn't be convicted, with all the reasons why he's being persecuted. Because if we don't continue to tell the truth as he is out there lying, we will leave a vacuum. So to all that are listening to us and to all those who would say, why don't you leave it alone? The guy has has now been indicted. Let the let the uh the, the rules of the law take care of it. We can't. And this is a message to everybody. We cannot allow the rules to just sit back and wait for the uh trial. Because in the process of waiting for the trial, we have a Donald Trump polluting the entire base that will ultimately judge him. So it is imperative that we keep the people informed and for every lie he goes out there and talks about, for every lie that he tells to try to pollute the the potential jury pool, that we make sure that he cannot get away with it. Absolutely not. Uh, Did I say welcome, Peggy Lopez? Welcome back from Alaska and, Lee, I didn't see you earlier. Robert P. Davenport is in the house. And, by the way, both Robert and Bridge MCP nailed it when it came to that issue on uh, on speech and or whether he's going to claim he know it or not. Lee Grant says, people generally don't know this, but Raskin used to play for Springsteen's E Street Band. I know he resembles that guy, but I don't think he's the same guy, is he? I I, I could be I, – I I hope you're telling the truth, but – I know there's a guy that looks like him with the E Street Band. All right, let's see. David Page says, Amen, Egberto. Trump must not get away with it. No, he must not. Folks, please remember to go ahead and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, it, it's very, first of all, it's free. But if you want to help support progressive media, you can actually subscribe to it for a coffee a month or so. Please go to politicsunright.com slash newsletter, politicsunright.com slash newsletter. We could definitely use your support. Uh, uh, Hayes wants me to answer. He keeps asking the question about, well, why did you put uh, Chicago, the trip to Chicago on the credit card because of cash flow, my dear Eric Hayes? I, empathy would have told you the following. Whenever you have people who have to buy groceries on credit card or people who have to do certain things with credit cards, it's uh, many times, in, I'm not saying sometimes you're not correct, but it is wrong to always assume well, why didn't you save? The first question is, could you have saved for it? And if the, the answer could just as well have been no, that things occurred in life it, involuntary that made you not able to save, or made you have to dip into save and exhaust your savings. There are a lot of things that people happen. You, Mr. Eric Hayes. They're uh, safe for it. Yes, extra work. No, 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 no. Again, I, like I said, and by the way, something could happen to you today, Eric Hayes, today, that with all the preparations you think you have made for yourself and your family, that because of the way our system works, would put you into the position that you may have to use a credit card or you may have to do something out of what you thought you would have had to do. Let's let's be real. All right, let's see. Lee Grant. Uh, Lee Grant says, "I had to troll Egberto." <laughs> is that what it is, Lee? All right. Anyway, folks, let me go ahead and tell you guys. Thank you for being here. But don't you forget, don't you forget to go ahead and sign up for my uh, newsletter, slash newsletter It's inexpensive. It's inexpensive. slash newsletter uh, David Page says, "Egberto, please put links to your website in the YouTube description." I will go ahead and do that for you right now. HTTP and it is EgbertoWillies.com is the that's my blog, and my uh, politics and right website is of course PoliticsDoneRight.com. I hope I didn't do any misspelling there. Uh, let me go ahead and click on it to make sure that it's correct. It seems that the Egberto Willis is correct, and the politicsandright.com is correct. So you should have both of those now, my friends. Anyway, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh! <laughs>